Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the long-awaited return of the You Got a Minute Fan podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and as always, I am joined by handicapper extraordinaire, stand-up comedian, rising stand-up comedian, Rodney Allen Sandage. I said it right. I said oh it right. my god. Can we just say that, like, just be honest with people. We don't do these um every week because of you. You keep saying I'm busy, and I'm just sitting here. That's probably true, but my life's a little tumultuous. Raleigh is very expensive. Yeah, your life I'm is squatting in people's houses. So. You just be falling asleep at an early bedtime. Man, these kids are very uh worrisome. These kids, they don't build these kids like they used to, man. I'm telling you. They don't build these adults like they used to. <laughs> yeah, you need to... You need to get some moonshine in your life, then you wouldn't be falling asleep. I know. Me. I should have saw my cousins over Thanksgiving last Thanksgiving. Maybe it was the one before. He took me in the back, got me some moonshine. Like, he was younger than me, so I had to go with it. And I had to prove ah. to him, you know. If he was older. I would have been like, "Fuck off." He was young, you know. You try to impress the young guys, man. I was like, "Woo, woo, put some hair on your chest." Been a while. That's funny. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. But we are back, and we are here to talk about Michigan and Ohio State. Now, some Michigan fans in the group talked a little trash. You pushed them down, but how surprised were you that A, Michigan won and the way they won? Oh, I mean, I'm always shocked when Harbaugh does something that's, like, good. You're a hater. Um, (laughs) I am a hater. On a scale of one to ten, that's definitely a nine. Um, I took the points with Michigan, uh, and Daniel Leclerc can tell everybody he can vouch. Since I've been, I mean, unlike Ryan Day, I actually do watch this game 365 days out of the year, um, and so I have been following the line all year. And uh, based on my midseason prediction, I said anything over seven was too many points for Michigan. So from a gambling aspect, I wasn't totally shocked. Um, but from a fan aspect, I was shocked, um, if that makes sense to some people. Um, I am officially done with Ryan Day. I don't want to hear anything about him anymore. He's disappointed me. I'm disgusted. Um, shout out to Harbaugh because this season he has made nothing but second half adjustments all year long. And yep. they once again proved that um, that is the strength to their game. Uh, and then, um, just schematically, man, like, I don't understand what Ohio State strategy was. And I also don't understand how you could literally sit and say you put a whole year's worth into this game, and that's what you get. Ryan Day loves to say that. I, I wouldn't does, keep saying man. it if I kept losing. But it, it was just so amazing because I wasn't sure they could hold on to the lead. But – they lost to Michigan it, it, in the beginning at first by Michigan passing on them. I don't think anybody would have predicted that Michigan early on would be able to get all these big explosive plays in the passing game. But they but sold out for the thing. run. Here's my thing. In today's game, this is this is what annoys me, and this is why I say I think we give these people too much credit. In today's game. The evolution of the quarterback position um, has made it difficult for people to play single high or zero coverage, which is what Ohio State was doing. 
you have to be you have to be bottom tier talent to not be able to exploit the natural gifts that most receivers have uh, on cornerbacks going vertical, like to just throw the ball up in the air and let them come underneath it. I mean, McCarthy can do that. I don't understand why they act like he couldn't. He can. Any quarterback that can extend plays is a danger, is a threat to any type of single high or cover zero because there's very little room for error. And if they're going vertical and you don't have good coverage corners, which Ohio State doesn't, like it doesn't make any sense. How many times do you need to see that to happen? Let's say you're the coach. How many big plays would you have to give up before you make an adjustment? So, but some of those, one of those was the long one. The big first one was a tackling issue. He missed tackle within 10 yards. The other one, he shook the guy. The real still bad something you, can cal- you can calculate for that. You 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 know your personnel. I, I like I said um in our in our um college chat, um when we went to Bama versus Texas, Quinn Quinn had two play or or essentially like a variation of cover zero. I think they're supposed to be in the safety back. I don't know what happened. But anyway, where they went man to man and didn't have any help over top, he got two plays. After two plays, one of those plays was an incomplete pass, actually. <laughs> but the fact but the fact that the guy was so open in the first three passes and they did not give him that look the entire game. Yeah, They didn't even give him that look when, when Hurd was in the game. Like, they just completely scrapped that game plan and was like, we just got to figure out something else. What are you doing as a, as a staff at Ohio State that where are we as a – or where are you – I don't even say we. God, I don't want to be associated with – Yeah, don't say yeah, – you don't want to claim that. As dude. a program, you know? Like, like, it's not that complicated. And I get it. McCarthy – Maybe not what you expected, but how can you not make an adjustment? Yeah, it, it's scary on that. And then, of course, in the second half, they were able to run on them and beat them down and take their heart. The biggest takeaway for me was the fact that they were physically dominated in the second half. I think what happened was they were so worried about being physically dominated because they were last year. Then they got passed on. They let themselves up with that. They weren't prepared. They weren't adjustments. They were nervous as hell. They were making easy mistakes in the first half. Even I think Marvin Harrison got the 50. It was a receiver. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. got the 15-yard penalty. Just dumb stuff, false start, shooting yourself in the foot, and you're at home. You shouldn't be the team that's worried and with the pressure on. They've only beat you once. Why did you feel the pressure? You know, it's not like Michigan jumped out to an early lead, like a big early lead or something. It was always doable. And so I, I don't know why they were so tight when you're a home game. You on paper had the most talent. And, and again, I think that's a reflection of the coach. Michigan plays the way Harbaugh is. They're intense. They're detail-oriented. And they it's like smash mouth. Limited in some ways. But that's how you – and Ryan Day, that's why he well, – the way he coaches. He coaches a little scared and – and he, I'm not going to say he's unprepared, but they took on his personality. But the gold for me was after the game. The first thing I saw was countless Ohio State fans quoting Harbaugh. But yep, Ryan Day was born on third base. Thought they got, got there on his own. 
That was the greatest thing. I've never seen a rival program quote the enemy coach about your current coach. I mean, some people just not about that life. And that's what we're that's what we're seeing with Ohio State. Next year, they just need to be silent. They need to be silent. Stop, stop the Xing out the M's and and talking down and this and that. Because I I know that they have been dominant head to head in the last decade, but these last two losses pretty much erased that. I don't want to hear anything about it. You got yeah. smoke. You got the way smoke you got home. The way you lost. Got smoke. It's yeah. a new coach. Yep. Oh, it's a new era. And I want to. And and they have. They did realize some of. But I kept telling people in the group and people in our old chat. I'm not into cool chats. But I used to be in one where some Ohio State fans. And I was like, look, y'all complaining about Urban. And no, he's not perfect. But you're winning at a Nick Saban clip. That's almost impossible to do. So for all of Urban's flaws, the amount of the way he was winning, including beating a rival, he was better at beating Michigan than Nick Saban was or is at beating Auburn. So you can't you can't look that and assume that the next coach, no matter how good you think he is, is going to be able to keep up with the kind of pace and what Urban Meyer did. I get all that. Um, I think the change, I'm still saying the change from Urban Meyer was was inevitable. It should have been evolution. The change from his his system that he had, as far as what they do, the structure, yeah. the structure, like like you know, I hate to get Chase credit, but he's right. There are just too many little things missing, little fine details missing in Ohio State's approach, and that's pretty much the difference. That's the yeah. difference in in them getting back to the promised land. That like Ryan Day just doesn't have that it factor. And I think, too, physically, Urban Meyer teams not don't get dominated like that. Like, on the line of scrimmage, very rare. You might catch them schematically, or you might, you know, it, and they're not going to lose a lot of big games either. They might – Purdue might catch them, or Penn State might catch them on the road or something. But – and I had to look, too. But I feel like the pro prospects – how long has Ryan Day they've been there? Three years? Yeah. I feel like the pro prospects aren't on the same level. Granted, Irvin was there later, but that was a factory when I was leaving it. So some of the developmental, I know some people have said that scouting, not scouting, but the the recruiting is better. And I haven't looked at that to verify, but I know Irvin was producing these guys, the guys he was getting, he was turning them into studs. So Yeah, no, he he was developing them and um, he was winning with, with that talent. Like this is the, this is the issue, man. Like, Ryan Day has like he has no excuse. Handed a, a amazing program. You are supposed to be this QB whisper offensive guru, and you even went out and got one of the most one of the more sought after defensive coordinators in Knowles. Uh-huh. And he still lost by double digits at home and at that. Stroud has never beat Michigan and never won a Big Ten title. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yep. Yeah, at the Heisman front runner at one point this season, and what he's runner up last year, I think. I mean, he's not gonna win it, obviously. All right, moving on to soccer news. Didn't think I'd talk about that, but USA, uh, they did beat Iran today, but that I don't care about that. I do, but I don't. 
but please tell me why this Thai stuff is okay, man. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm glad they won today. I'm not saying that strategically it's not fine to do to a degree if they allow you to do that. My problem is these people are celebrating these ties, man. This is the first game they won out of three. And you can't, I really saw people printing and say USA beats England. We did not beat them. That's fundamental to sports. Is it not? To win, to lose. Isn't that why you play the game? Uh, what, what did Rosie say? Sometimes when you win, you really lose. Sometimes when you lose, you really win. Yeah, but how about they didn't, sometimes they didn't when you tie. win, you really tie? <laughs> the tie was not included in it. Soccer. Uh, I mean, the way the way it's the way it's set up, the way way set up. Um, it was for for our goals. Um, that draw with England was probably just as good as a win because we didn't. have set us up to only have to win against a lesser team or the lesser team which is Iran. And I get that, but I just it's just too much celebrating. Too much. Too much. First of all, they should allow that. And I didn't watch these games, but I do understand the concepts. I, I, I doubt we did this, but I know some teams parked the bus and they play for ties and everything, but from what the way people describe it, it doesn't sound like that's what we did. But I, I don't like that at this stage. You need to play it to a winner. And I know that's a part draws, as they say, are a part of it. But I, I, I fundamentally, it should, and I don't mind ties in the NFL. But, and honestly, with baseball, instead of going 17 innings, perhaps you could take a tie in the regular season or something like that. But I, I, it'd be weird in basketball. But I guess after four or five overtimes, I wouldn't be mad. But, Damn, it should be. You should at least have some kind of extra play, because to my knowledge, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. In the World Cup, they don't they don't have extra time. They just go straight to the tie. Now, if it's a uh, the next round, the knockout round, they do have extra time. Am I right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just for the uh, group stage. Yeah, the group they stage. Do draw. They don't I even have. They, you at least got to have overtime. That, honestly, man. honestly, I think they do that just because it's such a. Like the pace at which they play, like uh, the frequency in which they play, um, sure. it probably would be dangerous for the players if they played all those extra time games. Once you get into the knockout stages, the games are more spread out. So it's a little usually bit more warm places to too. The World yeah. Cup usually is a warm place. Yeah. It's not usually this time of year. It's usually in the summer. It's just yeah. they messed up COVID, right? Isn't it, isn't it delayed because of COVID? Um, to my knowledge, yes. Yeah, so and it's still, I would imagine it's still pretty warm there in Qatar. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just don't, I can't, I can't get with that. I can't get with that's one of the reasons why I can't. I've tried many times to get catch the fever. I still follow it. This is probably the least I've followed it. Like I don't know the players. I know what's going on, but I don't know the players. But I followed soccer's growth in America. I've tried to watch it. I can get into the women, I guess, because we're good. And they're attractive, mm-hmm. so I can. I could get into it because I know we're going to be winning. So I, I can't get into that. But, yeah, I, I can't. I can't get with it. But I respect all sports and follow all sports. I know generally what's going on. I had my eyes on the score and all that stuff. But none of my kids wanted to watch it because I'm not even going to say it because I might get fired. But let's just say they like those international teams. 
So. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I mean, I feel like if you can't get into the World Cup, man, something's wrong with you. Like, just like just for the for the um, like if you're if you're into competition, like this is the highest level of competition for the for their respective sport. Um, I feel like it's like March Madness basically for soccer. I feel like mm-hmm. you you, you kind of have to if you got a pulse, you should be somewhat curious at least. Yeah, I respect it. Like I said, I've watched many of them. I respect it as a global phenomenon. I let my kids last week. I let them watch it in class. I let them have it on their computer while they did their work. I put it on the big screen the last day before Thanksgiving. So I try. I try. I've done that before. The last one, I think I did that too for my kids. It was in the summer. And I let them watch it if they did their work. But I do want to say, before we move off this topic, the worst analogy was to say, what if England came here and tied us in the NFL in regular football? It's not even close to the same thing. Soccer is a part of our culture. Soccer is a part of our country. We don't have the same passion as others. But every team, every school in America almost has a soccer team, middle school and high school, usually girls and boys. We got college D1 soccer. They have nothing pretty much. It's some minor league thing here and there in the UK. But it's not even comparable to uh, football there is not even comparable to what soccer is here. Yeah, I, I mean, you, there's like a legitimate investment into our our soccer program that I guess people are not aware of. Um, I don't know any actual American football investments in England besides that one game that we send over there. Yeah, or four, broke it up three or four two. games now. We send the Jags. That yeah, already shows right there. There's no yeah. commitment. We send Jacksonville yeah. over there. Yeah. You know, I guess we did send. Uh, we sent Aaron Rodgers, and that, that ought to tell you something about our investment, too. We sent this version of Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, I did want to give a shout-out to our guys, our Ohio State fans, our Nicola Ohio State fans. They did they did step to the podium and man up. I still haven't had a statement from Chase yet, but uh, uh, Marcus and Dante both stepped up and criticized their program, and that was good to see. Uh, it's not surprising when the commanders do things but somehow they still find a way to do it in a way. It's not surprised that they screw up, but the things they screw up surprises me. How is they already had Sean Taylor. How is, how is this surprising? Uh, they how already had surprising? Sean Taylor outside of Portland Street they named after. The organization is trash. They're trash. They so don't how do you, care. How do you mess up a statue? Or because you don't care. That's negligence. That's just not caring. That is, that is. we can do whatever we want to do because people still going to pay for it. People still going to worship it. Like, people are still, like, taking pictures with like up of it and, and, like, posting about it. Like, that's disgusting. No that's team disgusting. in the history of sports has messed up a tribute, a statue tribute. Nobody, no, 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 no. There's a, I was nobody. Say, there's, a, there's a Pat, there's a Pat Tillman joke in there, but I would say, it. um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like I, I didn't even have an opinion on it when I seen it. I was just, just typical, man. Like such a, such a shitty organization. Why would you do a mannequin anyway? Like, like what, what was really- the idea behind that? Yeah. What was the, I guess in like 
the Hall of Fame or like an inside thing. I've seen something similar, but the mannequin wasn't even quality. Like I've seen people do that and it was better. I had the little wires. It was straight from the Dick's uh, showroom. That the franchise is gonna be gonna be moved. <laughs> and they're winning, man. They're winning this year. It's, it's not acceptable. Not how long. Yeah. I don't know how long yeah, they're cool. winning, but it's just not acceptable. And I have shit on Sean Taylor's grave mostly because of the way the fans revere him. They always say, oh, he was guaranteed to be this. He won't guarantee to be shit. Now, he was very good, but I've seen freakish safeties or freakish sec secondary people blow out quick, you know, and the game was changing. But he was a very good player, and it looked like he was ascending, but we don't know. We really don't know. But the way they worship him and go on and on about him, but, man, you can't treat someone that meant that much to your franchise the only positive thing that franchise has really had in the last 20 years is sean taylor that stands out like what else stands out about the commanders just uh their history of doing things like this yeah yeah so anything <laughs> positive that's the only positive thing you got the only thing you could have at that stadium to commemorate over the last 20 years, that everybody at that place would say is good is Sean Taylor. Because I think it's been 20 years since Daryl Green retired. Maybe not, but it's around that. That's the other thing they've had. But, I, I, you know, I had to look at my timeline. But that's all you got. And they still fuck that up. So I, I don't. <laughs> what else can you say? I don't. It's embarrassing. As a supposed rival. That's pathetic. Like it, I, I made fun of the one with the trash can. I can't make fun of this man. A statue is supposed to be sacred. People put statues outside those buildings. It's a big deal when you get one. I like it better when basketball does it because it's obvious who gets a statue. Like the Eagles have the Philly special and Pat Tillman has a statue. But in the NBA, like you get a statue. We're talking about Shaq. We're talking about Jordan. We're talking about Kobe. I don't think Kareem has one, which is weird, but you know how they treat Kareem. But that's the kind of people that have statues. Like Patrick Ewan doesn't have a statue. So I respect it more in the NBA, but still, it's sacred ground in sports and they're fucking it up. Yeah, usually for sports, they give statues for winners, but in life, they give statues for losers. Yeah, well, well, just, just in Virginia in the South, but you know, yeah. George so, Washington got a lot of statues. It's a Confederate joke for you ones out there that. I a little have to slow spell it out for yeah. Little slow on you. <laughs> Explain before we go off the headlines here. What's going on with Lamar, man? Lamar who? Odin? Lamar Jackson. They lost another lead, man. <laughs> he played defense. He played offense. He needs to finish some games out. Yeah, well, you know, there's um there's this pathology with uh, Greg Roman offenses where they just go stale. And I've just only been saying it for the last like seven, eight years. And and all I've been told is that I can't blame Greg Roman. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you what I can tell you what killed them that last game. Too many field goals. They didn't finish drive. Yeah, didn't and that was that was a, an accumulation. Sorry, an accumulation throughout the game. And I'm one of the people that that. You know, I scream for more aggression 
from offensive play calling, from offenses in general in, in the, today's game. And it's because, honestly, field goals are cool, but you don't win games with field goals until you have the ball for the last possession. If there's still time left on the clock, go for touchdown. Because you keep people in games when you just kick field goals. Like, that, that's, that is the only reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars were even in a position to, to – um, Come back. Yeah, to come back in general is because we had – look, I got one, two, three. Man, good God. It's like five field goals. It's like five field goals. Let's see. No, Tucker was four for five. That's embarrassing. Should never happen. So I'm starting to finally ready. I'm ready to give up the ghost on uh yeah, yeah, I'm finally ready to give up yeah, and see to y'all because I'm seeing I'm seeing some disturbing stuff. Yeah, you see I'm seeing predictable things. The, we're not even at the fact that you give a ball to a fullback, Patrick Ricard. So like he is not even that kind of guy. I think he, he's got at least 10 catches this year. It's like the most catches by somebody over 300 pounds. I didn't realize homeboy was over 300 pounds. So why why is your offense like your – so every offense, if you watch on film, I mean, I know you do, but I'm talking in general. If you watch on film, every offense has some give me plays, some plays to get some easy yards. I've heard it called an easy button. But just some plays that you go to when you really need something. They go to the fullback. They send the fullback out on wheel routes and and probably Texas route too, but definitely on wheel routes. And it's cute, but he's not even as good as y'all's fullback as far as in space where you actually would get a big play. So the fact that he thinks that's sprucing it up, throwing to the fullback, that's what's finally got me a little perturbed about I might have to give up on Greg. Yeah, well, um, he really thinks that's creative. I, I'm, I'm trying to find a nice way to say I told you so, um, but I can't. So I tough. told you. I so. mean, there is some general production <laughs> that he can help. He's got some brothers paid, but this is not a long term solution. He's this not. Is not <laughs> I don't yeah. understand what's going on, bro. He's not, and and like Harbaugh's got some bad luck, man. It's awful. Like when he uses analytics, he loses. When he kicks the field, <laughs> I know, I'm like, he dang, has man, a hard time with it. Yeah, it really I has. Know. I don't know. I I almost feel bad for him. Yeah, this is a hardball you can like. Um, <sighs> Uncle Hurt. It's about the time of year. I should uh put a calendar on it. See when he starts going off. Usually happens when the Cowboys are starting to play. The Cowboys win a few games in a row. Kurt probably will get a little upset. Uh, he's on his rampage again. We're going anti-Cowboys. Jay Holla likes to tone, tune him up. I don't know if you saw this thread, but it was the thread with uh, – it talk, It actually was talking about uh, Jacoby Brissett and how well he was playing, but that was number two, and that's that completion percentage over expected. And Hurt, he kept saying Dak was the 31st quarterback in the league, and how could Dak be second in completion percentage over expected if he's the 31st quarterback in the league? Non 
non-Cowboy fans got on him and said, bro, that's just yards, and Dak hasn't played all the games. So he was going for two straight days about this, asking us to show a stat that Dak was number one at, and no one had asked him. Like, nobody brought that up. He said, well, why am I asking y'all to show what Dak is number one at if no, none of y'all asked me. I said, this is what you do. You argue with yourself. I love Big Hurt. Like he said today, he said, this man's like a brother to me. He's like a brother to me. But that, that's what he does, bro. He just get to go and he start arguing with his uh, Lurby Hollywood versus Lawrence Hurt. I don't know what he'd be having going on, man. But I, I love Uncle Hurt, man. I don't want no problems. No, problem. <laughs> no smoke. No smoke. But, uh, I mean, Picking at Dak and his stats is kind of – I mean, he missed, what, four games? Yeah, four or five games. Yeah. Like, I mean, he ain't going to be number one in a lot of things, you know? Like, when you're four or five games out, that's a good – for some people, that's almost a 1,000 yards behind all the match. Yeah, and Rusty, the first two. Yeah, yeah. Thousand, let's, say, let's say you trailing Patrick Mahomes. That's over a 1,000 yards and, like, seven, eight touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So, you can have some – and as total stats, you're not going to be – Ahead of him, you know, but it means fine. I'm not, I'm not. That's what I told him. I said, Man, I'm not here caper for Dak. I, I just said that you put yards up there, and it's not the uh, it's not the NFL. He kept saying it's the NFL rankings. Well, I mean, these are NFL stats, but it's not the quarterback rankings, it's just the yards that you went to NFL.com and saw. So, you know, it wasn't even a cowboy thing, but he kept posting. So, I just I, I jumped in it. Other people jumped in it, but we always love Big Hurt, but he'd be on one sometimes. God knows those Eagles. Like, I'm sick of the Eagles. They had um, Slay. Slay did some kind of bell shit at a Sixers game. Well, fuck that. I'm sick of this, man. This season ain't over. You got NFL players on there like they won a Super Bowl. That's what I keep saying, man. They act like, they, they act like the parade is coming. That's why I huh. keep asking Richard. He get mad. I said, when the parade, Richie? I act like y'all won this thing already. Yeah, I I don't like their mentality either, and like I said, it, it to me the writing's on the wall, man. I mean, you're you're winning games, you're win yeah, you're winning games, but you're not. You know how I am. If you're not covering the number, I've been on yeah. this for a couple of years. If you're not covering the number, you're not living up to expectations. I don't think you're that good. If I had a if I had a power ranking, I wouldn't have the Eagles in my top three right now. I mean, I'm that's just me being honest. I think. All in all, I think the Niners look better than the Eagles based on um what you see on the, the way they're playing. Yep. Yeah, which is which is wild for me to say because I I don't I don't even like uh my team. I don't like Jimmy G. I don't like Kyle. Uh, I have issues with D'Amico every every two plays. But I think well, they been, they can't be in the second half. Nobody's scoring on them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just think they look they look sturdier. They look more like if if the going got tough. And they and they had to get physical with the team. They wouldn't be pushed around. And I feel like the Eagles have been getting pushed around a whole lot. It's been going on for almost a month. And um, you know, when teams turn this corner come December and they looking kind of soft, we've seen it over over years past. There's plenty of data on it. They're usually first round exits, beat by some hot team that came in uh through the through the um like played in during the bye week. Yeah. And I'm still not sure. I like, I love what Jalen Hurts is doing. I was wrong. I need to go back and bump my own post and say I was wrong about what he could be. It's much better than what I thought. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, 
third and 10, third and 15. Maybe you need to do a couple times Todd Brady had to do that on that Super Bowl around with Tampa Bay. Third and 15, third and 12, third and everybody knows you're going to pass. You trust Jalen Hurst to be that guy? Drop back pass, make it. No, and um, and it's weird because I feel like teams are now putting themselves in the position to kind of make him that guy. And earlier in the year, I thought he he made some strides in this passing game, but I guess I was full. <laughs> Depends on who you're playing, probably. Depends yeah. on who they're playing. But yes, I I just and not that I don't think they're good, but I just see I see that weakness. I'm not sure if we're the team to take advantage of. I think we can beat them in the end of the season. I'm not sure if we'll beat them in the playoffs, but I know that what I'm seeing where the 49ers coming on strong, we're looking pretty good. And you know, the funny thing about the NFL is they might play Tampa Bay and get beat. It's just a weird kind of thing. Tampa Bay might be eight and nine or something or seven and ten. The NFL is weird like that. But uh moving on to the group news, we both got messaging our DMs. Had to spend the man. Uh, our favorite MAGA guy. He might be on DeSantis now. He's not my favorite MAGA guy. Uh, 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 well, favorite favorite actual. You don't know real MAGA people. This guy's a real MAGA person. I definitely know MAGA people. Are you kidding me? But do you inbox him? No. Well, actually, okay. I do inbox one of them. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about actually we talk to these people. I mean, we know, I know we know them, but I'm talking about actually talk to these people. Oh, uh, because like Ashley's not Ashley and Dalton are not real bag of people. You know what I mean? No. They might vote for them, but they're not like men. They they not culturally <laughs> a bag of person. Mm-hmm. Kevin said, "Candace Owen defending Kyrie is why she's my black queen." An educated breakdown of facts and not feelings. Candace slander's got to stop. I sent this to Alan too. My wife would feel some type of way, and it, it could have been okay if he just stopped there. My wife would feel some kind of way if she knew I'd want Candace as my hall pass. Quote, unquote. Uh, oh, my bad. Um, yeah, so like I said, uh, I'm not, and you know how Chappelle said um, he don't like making fun of Herschel Walker because he's black. I don't like, I don't like demeaning black women. Um, in any kind of way. Uh, uh, Candace Owens would be that exception. Um, <laughs> and uh, nobody nobody culturally is going to argue or object to white males doing whatever they want to do with Candace Owens, however they want to do it with Candace Owens, and any kind of kinky things, have at it, take her away. Um, and while you're at it, it can claim King too. That would be great. Um, so we can maybe <laughs> turn the corner culturally. Because <laughs> honestly, there's nothing, absolutely nothing more infuriating make white people comfortable with being racist. Yep. That That's the thing, too. Now, I we call them old Toms and Coons. Yeah. yeah. I can't go and and, and but, you know I've been again, a black I'm not trying I'm not trying to call a name. And I've been a black Republican before. And but it's a difference between having a viewpoint that's outside the box or outside the norm of your people and you literally making a living off of being anti-black on white platforms. That's the difference. If you're mm-hmm. a black person and you live in this world 
and you're being honest, you're not always, you might not always agree. We don't always agree. But everything that you do is anti-Black and you're on white flat and you only speak to white people, basically. That's the thing. You're using your color and selling it to another group of people for profit because it makes them feel good. And I don't know how he could have had some facts about Kyrie because they would have to be opinions and feelings and they, they say facts. Candace Owens is famous, famous for sharing fake news and links and statistics that aren't true. She is, even with the George Floyd stuff, some of the stuff she did was particularly disturbing. It's not, and, and you know, I try not to give her my attention. And that's why I, Kevin doesn't know any better. So I just kind of let it go. And he tried to question me about it. And I was like, man, if you don't know why Black people might not respect her, then you're lost. Because I've never, I'd have to explain how many years of Black culture do you, if you can't understand that. Like, do, do you listen to white people that go off on white people all the time? If Sam had a talk show, would you listen to it? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I'm just like, you know, he could at least pick Stacey Dash. Um, yeah, I mean, Stacey Dash is a little bit better than Candace Owens. I just, she's just annoying, man. Like, <laughs> and then they think she's like smart. And she's not. You ever, did yeah. you ever see the episode where she was on Joe Rogan's show and she was just lost and couldn't explain why she didn't believe in global warming? It's no, real bad. I, I, she's like, I honestly try not to listen or look at any clips that she posts. Me too, but that one was so bad. And she just got stuck. She was like, well, I just don't think so. He's like, well, what about all these scientists? What about all this? He's like, I just don't. She's like, huh, I just don't think so. And so, and she's not, she's not that smart. She just says things forcefully. And they go with it. Um, and yeah, it's just that. And then, you know, I didn't go off on him. And so, and Greg or somebody said, this 2020, you would have went off on him. Probably. I lost some of my righteous indignation. And like I said, he's my token white guy that I'm working with. No, I don't, I usually no, don't try no, to no, no. help white people anymore, figure out racism. I'm trying to out of that business. You see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. And I didn't try to walk, but I do. He's like my, he's my token, he's my token MAGA guy. Yeah, and I try to. He's your Jade. I try to have one in my life that I'm trying to show them that all these Negroes are not bad. You know, it's probably my training, you know, the way you brought up. You got to at least have one of them that you show that we, you're really not like that. I'm not one of the bad ones. We're not all bad or something. I don't know. But I got a soft spot for him. So. Well, Let's let's back it up though. Uh, one for one, she's not even attractive, bro. No, she's not. She's like not. even if she didn't talk and she just sat there, she's not attractive. She's like if you and had again, a I'm black. Not, I'm not trying to demean black women. I love black women. Um, I think too many too many people and society in general are already uh, mean to black women anyway. But yeah, she's not attractive. She's not pretty. In, in my Donald Trump voice. She's an unattractive woman who happens to be black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so like for for him to like there's three there's three files in there. The the most egregious thing he did was was drop my name 
in in that post or in that screenshot. Like uh, I even sent it to Alan. Whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa. He sent stuff to both of us. I hope one of us responds. It's basically what he does. But yeah, I, I and the thing too, her, she's like, you know how somebody, if you if you say, okay, she looks like a Barbie, but like a Barbie isn't actually attractive. But if you put a Barbie in the human form, they would be attractive. But Candace Owen actually looks like the plastic black Barbie. Like not a human Barbie, like an actual plastic when you don't have the hair done and you don't, and it's kind of the way it feels that she actually looks like a black Barbie, literally. Like the I'm first one they ever made. I'm I'm giving her a pass. I swear I am, man. I'm just, I'm not trying to give white people ammo. Like, and, and it goes both ways. I don't want to give him ammo to say she's pretty. I don't want to give Sam Ho ammo to, to call her out her name or some shit because just stop. Just leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> leave that, us that, alone. That, I know, right? It's like, <laughs> ah, where did it even come from? And I tried Tommy Lauren for a while when she was hot. Uh, yeah. As far as the there was there was to, like there was like a, a two week span where she where she you know just just that thought of of uh, of her calling me Django or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I try not to get like those kind of people. They don't have legit platforms. So you only give them light through social media and they trolls and provocateurs. So I don't give them, I try not to give them my energy. So, but I just did it because he came up and we'll, we'll cover this and we'll head out. Team Saltine News. Well, actually, let's, before we get there, you, you should have found him, but you didn't. I, I don't know what I was doing. Why, why, why Sir Malcolm Starr think it's cool to, have his kids out here cursing on social media, bro. What's wrong with oh, something? Why y'all think <laughs> Why that's okay? He said they got permission. He said Why they got permission to curse during uh, the big game hey, and yo. playoffs, bro. What? Yeah. And I would say it's a white thing, but it's, look, you know what makes I, me mad? I was raised. I was raised. It's not my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what makes me mad? We went off on this. And we were joking around. And damn if William Keyes didn't say, oh, my son led a, 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 a Falcon suck chant at the at the game. It still wasn't as bad. Did you see that? Bro. But what, what's going on, bro? No, I, It's not okay to raise your kids to be shitty at sporting events, y'all. Let them figure yeah, that out on man. their own. Yeah, like, I would never, yo, I would... I would probably get a CPS complaint if my child ever. That's what I'm saying. Your child's supposed to watch Bro, a gas. My, my, my goddaughter like is 15. We had an open floor conversation where I was like, yo, whatever you got on your mind, you go ahead and say it because she was dealing with some stuff. And she said shit. And I completely broke character and backed her up and was like, so what we're not going to do is we're not going to talk like that in front of me. Like you might do that in front of your stepdad or, or whoever, but you don't, we don't curse in front of me. Like if you're a kid. That just ain't gonna fly. I don't know. This is how I was raised. My eye cultures, twitch, man. My eye twitch. Different generation. That, that right hand of God just be like, whoo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About okay. to baptize you. <laughs> yeah, I never curse in front of my parents. To this day, I still don't curse. Nah, bro, me yeah, neither. Yeah, it's gone, but I don't curse from my to. parents to this day. But yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, you, you heard us keys, but it still wasn't cursing. His kid just said it sucks or whatever. No, I'll find keys on there. $500 or 500 k <laughs> for for fucking up the culture, man. We don't do that. 
We don't allow nah, it. We, we like, I like you, Sir Malcolm, but no, nah, bro, no, no, it's not cute, bro. <laughs> not cute. Kids acting bad is not cute. These are the kids that grow up that Eli had to see those flipping people double birds when they go to Philly. You know, this is the kids we talk about. It's the kids that told that told Ben uh horns down, bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. Out the truck. You're involving <laughs> these kids, bro. No, no, you know, kids don't act like that. Kids are supposed to look and be shocked. And then when they turn about 15, 16, 17, then they act like that when yeah. the adult's not around. You're not supposed to be doing it in front of you. It's like them kids, it's like those parents that let the kids drink with them. Or they're doing it somewhere. Man, fuck out of here, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what I gotta deal with in the classroom. You wonder why. It's oh, I was watching the game on my phone, Miss Colton. That's why I curse. Man, shut up. <laughs> and lastly, Team Salty News, Master Jerry. I guess uh Daniel Snyder. Man, bro, we well, no 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 no. What we're not gonna do is we're not gonna want act surprised when white people during that era grew up taught racist stuff or are racist or have pictures and photos of them being racist like come on bro every time i meet a white person that was born before 1985 i assume they're I racist. assume too yeah i just they assume they're to racist me. yeah the, you the, shock, through the shock would be if he wasn't there yeah that's the shock come on man like you know why, they, why are you is? making a big deal about that shit my shock is he was on his seventh row down the front. Yeah, then you won't throwing something at him. You know, he was like, just look. Yeah, he was just looking. I can't. You can't prove what he was doing. I'm not giving a pass. But a man of that age, like he was four. And he was 14, bro. Like, come on, bro. You, I, I just it's irrelevant. We have to. We have to know as 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 a, as a culture, African Americans, Moors, whatever you want to call yourself, the, the Hebrew <laughs> Israelites, yada yada. If you have dark colored skin. No matter how cool you are with white people, there's always going to be somebody in their bloodline that's working against you. Like, that's yep. just the nature of the beast. That is our world. That's not even, like, an America thing. That is the world. Dark skin is a negative in society. And no matter how much we, we try to make progress, there's always going to be somebody white behind the scenes somewhere trying to hold you back or have, have attempted to hold you back. Even our quote unquote allies, the just liberals, white, no, no other they do it too, to them, right? Yeah, just they, white. They, I just want to clarify. I don't want you to get in trouble. Just, just you just talking about basic. Yeah, I said white. Not, I don't care. You're not I don't saying. Care. You're not saying no, they belong I, to a I small subsection, care. are you? I don't care. Oh, okay, I don't care. I'm just asking. All of them. Asking, all of them. You that, that, that subsection, I consider white anyway, so I don't even understand what the big issue is. You're not bringing. You're not bringing anybody to dinner anywhere, are you? No, I'm not. I'm. I am off the Kanye bandwagon. I am not doing <laughs> anything like that. So if I if I'm talking specifically to you, I will call you out. And in this case, I'm saying white people. So in general, they they're always going to be yeah. yeah. And this is literally that's not a conspiracy. That's yeah. literally yeah. The, the foundation of our country is Snyder's people probably funded that shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean yeah. the, yes? That's so. It's not like, and it's not a matter of like me defending him because I'll jump off the Cowboys quick. I'm all, I, one of the reasons I stay on the Cowboys. So people want to say, oh, you dropped off and just go to, I start making this full time. I'm not rooting for nobody. But I, and I almost left when they uh, signed Greg Hardy. But so I'm not even that kind of fan. I do, I am fond of Jerry for the swagger, not for the losing, but for the swagger and his personality. Even in this, he said, well, you know, 
I was just there. I got in trouble with the coach. He said, and I, uh, he said, I'm just glad that we don't have to witness things like that anymore. <laughs> you know, he, talk, he said, I'm just glad that we had so much progress that I, I, I was curious. And he said, nobody had to go through this anymore. He tried to spin it. But yeah, that's just so stupid. This man had pictures with hookers and didn't get touched. He's untouchable almost. You'd have to record him saying the N-word. Bro, we not we not bringing Jerry down for, for a fucking picture that was... When he was 14, you couldn't even catch him on something from the 70s? Yeah, like, this is this is what they do, man. Like, <laughs> like it was like 57. I think it was like 1957. Somebody can correct me in the thing. But it was in the 50s. Brown versus the Board of Education. And obviously, for what they were doing to the boys, Brown versus the Board of Education was 54. So, like, literally, you're talking about it's not even desegregation yet. It's not the civil rights. Uh, I mean, it's part of desegregation, obviously. But it's not the civil rights bill in 64. You just try to integrate schools. You still hadn't integrated most of society. So, like, this is so fucking long ago. But I would also caution my saltines. If a person is alive, the bigger point, if a person is alive, that's in a picture where they were keeping black people out of school. That should tell you it was not that long ago. This is your grandfather, your great-grandfather, if you want them little fucking millennials or Gen Xers. And, and this person, now, let's say Jerry found Jesus, don't hate black people anymore or whatever, or just discriminates what, against what Jesus them. Did he find? Yeah, what yeah. Jesus did White he Jesus. Find? This oh, discriminates okay. against them uh he discriminates against them in a normal way of southern black a white man would not not in a in a polite way um this still he raised somebody this somebody raised him somebody raised that person somebody raised that person so when did the magic wand that's what i want to ask to the saltines that think it's no problems and it counter to every stat there is in america but when did they raise the magic wand and say oh we like black people now and we're gonna treat them equally because y'all let us in the same buildings. You let us at the same counters. When you tell me the date they made wave that magic wand where everybody treated everybody equally. And it wasn't a die have a dream speech because they killed Martin after that. So when they made that, you give me the date of that magic wand when the housing discrimination, where you still can get, get a white person to put white stuff up and be the you know and get the house appraised higher. When they, when you show me that that's that's over, they wear their magic wand. I'm I'll say racism is over too. I just want to add, it wasn't when we got a black president either, because they oh yeah, that's, that's still what don't, they still don't think he's American born. That that <laughs> actually now I I would not trade it for anything. I would not trade it for anything, but that ended up being one of the worst things that ever happened to us in our society. And we yeah, can do a well, Malcolm that, Martin podcast another that, day. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a Malcolm and Martin topic. But bro, usually, the usually, backlash to that. Yeah, the the white lash to anything uh, forced upon society uh, is always worse than what we had before. Like, um, hey, case in point, that picture desegregating schools was probably worse at that time than just having them segregated. The things yeah, that those yeah, kids had to go through. It's it's hell. just a it's a and it's not to say. You know, desegregation was bad. It's just that initial white lash that you get whenever you're you're forcing equality. 
that lasted all the way yeah. through the 90s by the yeah way. it's it's always it's always going to be some pushback and and once you get over the pushback things get a whole lot better and i'm and i'm obviously thankful that we did uh yeah. get over that pushback because um with your white education i'm able to tell you that you're stupid as hell so <laughs> i appreciate ditto. it ditto it helps that's how anything any party shots as we go uh, parting shot to you as I watch my Detroit Lions get six wins. Bang, bang, bang. We right, get well, there, they baby. Play. Now, We're getting there. Right here. We're getting Wait. there. We're going to have win, win number key, five. Key thing here. Win number speaking five of, this Sunday. Speaking of discrimination. <laughs> speaking of discrimination. Um, <laughs> they play Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence finally looking like what you and Corey. Is it you and Corey or just Corey? Bro, listen, listen. As a defender. Uh, Jacksonville. Um, I was defending Trevor Lawrence. Okay, Man, did you see them two passes? Yeah, he's playing. He's ball. That's how he's finally looking that way. God, finally looking like. I never hated him, but I'm just like I need to see more. He, he's showing more last three games and stuff. But if they could beat Jacksonville, they'll probably get it. If they don't beat Jacksonville, we start to get. The, we still got the Bears and we still got the Packers again. You do got the Bears, and you might not have Rodgers. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, you might, you might still, yeah, but you definitely get it if you beat Jacksonville. And the Bears, yeah. uh, Fields probably won't be back. They're shelling themselves. I don't know what the hell Rodgers is doing. Uh, before we go, uh, I did send you this a uh, party shot by Mr. Aaron Rodgers. I might have to watch the Pat McAfee show. Hopefully, Pat will ask him. God, please ask him, Pat. Pat, Pat is a he is the goofiest slash smoothest white dude ever. Cause he'll still he'll. He'll prime the pump on Aaron Rodgers again to say stuff, but he'll make it like he's joking. Pat is real smooth. He's like, oh, he said, oh, you got that ayahuasca. He'll make little comments and stuff, and everybody think he's joking, but he really kind of trolling him. But anyway, the first thing Aaron Rodgers said to Deshaun Kaiser, if you remember Deshaun Kaiser, mm-hmm. good college player from Notre Dame, quarterback, when he mm-hmm. arrived in Green Bay, mm-hmm. was to tell him to do his research on 9 11. Rogers has been like this for a long time, bro. We just didn't know. I also want to say before we go that I am a dedicated Detroit Lion fan. Uh, Jim Caldwell personally recruited my cousin, and we sat downstairs at Thanksgiving in front of a picture of my cousin and Jim Caldwell when he was coaching at Wake Forest, and Jim Caldwell literally had dinner with us. So and I've see how they treat him personally. You, still pro- you propping that up? And, and yes, and I, and I sat there – in that place, and I still defended Dan if Campbell. Jim, if, 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 Detroit, if, Detroit if Jim Caldwell went to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> would he go as a lion or he'd go as a cult, sir? I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it depends. Like, I, I, Jim Caldwell, I know, uh, really hit his ceiling when he had uh, Matthew Stafford. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's end the show. All right. All right. As I don't know what that noise is, but hey, we're getting out. Uh, this is the commission for Actively Lazy asking you, you got a minute, fam?